It's the clapper. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> Fuck, you just turned my lights off. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Somehow my blender just started. Hold on, let me... There you go. Fix it for you. Wow, fucking you. Jesus Christ, Judge Judy. Holy shit. What? <laughs> Blah! 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 I- <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell I woke up like an hour ago? I love it. I love it. (laughs) I need to get my fucking shit right, man. Can't be doing. I can't be carrying on like this. Why? I love you. I love you too. We got this. Okay. Like I said on the last episode, it's time to dance, baby. Oh God. Okay, let's do it. All right, let me do this. Oh, here I think I hear one of the cats scratching at the door. They are. You heard it like right when I did. Let me in, Father. Father. I heard father it's time help. to dance. everybody welcome to adam and sam at the disco come on in sit you know what here i pulled up a chair for you you can sit right here and sit with me and sit with us a baby just make sure you close the goddamn door on your way in i'm sam i'm adam and we're back it's another week and it's another a song from fever you can't sweat out this time it's as has been alluded to many times time to dance Sometimes I surprise myself. Um, okay. I just want to, I, I want to get it out of the way. This, this song is not just based on like the title cats. isn't just fucking this, cats, man. <laughs> they're, they're, they want in bad. Give me guy. a second. Fuck. You gotta let him in. Dodge. Come on. Oh, I want the fucking hair. Go. Whoop. Whoop. Yes. Ah. Go. Whoop. Love you, bye. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. So one, um, of our, one of our cats is like a dog. So she'll play fetch. Sure. You just throw a fucking hair tie or fling a fucking hair tie. She'll chase it. So we had a hair tie, like, stuck right underneath the door. Oh, she wanted it. I get it. I get it. That's weird. My cat was doing that. I was trying to take my nap that I took before we recorded today. And one of my cats is doing that too. And we have the, our cats like the, um, 
you know, the pipe cleaners, like the little craft pipe cleaners, like the oh, metal yeah. stick with like the fuzzies. They love those. And when we adopted them, they had three that they came home with and they shredded those up. Went to Joanne's Fabrics, five bucks for a big ass pack of them and they're happy. And so one of them was like perfectly underneath the door in the room and she was trying to get at it. Oh, and so God. I like, Ugh. So I had to fix that before I went to sleep. But You, you know what I have to say about that? Hmm. That's just ridiculously odd. Okay. 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 <laughs> hey. Hey. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Okay. <laughs> we're, here. we're here for pun hour now. No. Pun hour, anyway. fun hour, baby. <laughs> can you tell him? I like. Can you, I, can, can you uh, tell him a dad yet? <laughs> yeah, if that wasn't completely obvious. <laughs> Um, so, so you know how, um, how Panic of the Disco really likes to name their songs after Chuck albums or fuck albums, books. Yeah. Have you heard, have you heard that new Chuck Palahniuk song? It's really good. (laughs) So you know how they like to name their songs after like things from his books and do reference. It's Survivor Time to Dance. Yeah, this is Survivor Time to Dance. Guess uh, what, motherfucker? We found Your inability it. to read is come back to haunt you. This is Survivor Time to Dance. We it made always it does. To, to track six. Time to Dance, this song, is not just themed. Like, the, the song is about his book, Invisible Monsters. Yeah, like, it's, it's Fight Club. And- no, oh. no. <laughs> it's not if it's about Invisible Monsters, I just said. survivor survivor tend to dance no it's so so the book invisible monsters is a is a novel by chuck Uh, um centered around three fashion models who named brandy evie and a narrator who remains unnamed imagine Um, that another (laughs) bruh sorry another bruh i don't want to say bruh brandy evie and bruh bruh um yeah, so Evie uh, apparently lashes out on her wedding day and shoots Brandy, and Brandy pleads with the narrator to tell her life story. Because yeah, she's um, bleeding out on the ballroom floor. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the killer thing about how this song starts. Well, she she's not, <laughs> she's not bleeding on the ballroom floor just for the attention. <laughs> well, we've already discussed. That's just ridiculously odd. minor mishearing for me i I see that it's on yeah it's on i thought it was odd i used to think it was odd okay well if you look at google and google time to dance lyrics by george ross the third it it (laughs) says ridiculously odd but if you look at genius it's ridiculous ellipses lee or lee on weird it's fucking weird man I wonder if are there liner notes for hold on. Um any liner notes. Well, okay. I didn't really uh, mean to say that, but I did. No, you didn't, but you did but you did say <laughs> it, and so now that's there forever. Um 
I'm trying to find out. Hold on. Um, Can I'm I trying play to find with your panty line? No, brother. Brother. <laughs> brother. Hey, brother. <laughs> uh, I knew it was coming, but I still wasn't prepared. Oh, my God. Um, let me see. Which is what every porn star said before it comes shut. Dude, you are on a tear today. Are you good? No. You're on one, dude. You're tired because you're physically tired. I'm just tired of everything. Yeah, that's my secret. I'm always tired. I'm always tired, cat. <laughs> um, okay, nails. Uh, so I'm looking at pictures of the actual. Okay, it's ridiculously on. The genius one copied it directly from the album notes from the from the pamphlet with the album. That's so, so fucking weird. To the point where it's that's just ridiculous ellipses. Leon. So that's the. Yeah, that's the actual line. Well, that's my favorite Resident Evil main character anyway, so it fits. Help me, Leon! <laughs> <laughs> Leon! Leon, help me, Leon! It's not my fault you went up the ladder to go turn a crank and you got ganked. Then they're going to remake that experience for a new generation, so figure Jesus. that the fuck out. They're yeah. doing Silent Hill. Yeah, they just announced that they're remaking Silent Hill. I think my favorite thing about this: they're remaking Silent Hill two. Fuck one, we're going straight yeah. to two. No, we just we're just gonna stick with the one that fucked up a whole generation of people. Apparently, yeah, 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 yeah. Pyramid Which Head. Makes, that's all we need. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> um, and and yeah, this is so, where the listeners actually figure out that we're gamers first. <laughs> oh no. Ga- not gamers. Did you say um, gamers? No. <laughs> um, for those that are unaware, and for those that didn't get the reference at the end of episode four, um, I used to do a podcast specifically dedicated to one video game series and one video game creator a long time ago. Um, say and it. Uh, say it. It's called Metal Gear Mondays. It's there. Did you it say exists. Metal Gear. Fuck. Well, she's not oh, bleeding yeah. on the ballroom floor just for the attention. So this is just f- so. Uh, I thought you were going to say so. This is just ridiculously on. No, this is just ridiculously on. I don't know what the fuck that means. Is what that does that like even mean? From, is that a line from the book? Because ridiculously odd would make sense to me. Yeah, we're leading to the next album that nobody really saw coming. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I guess, okay, so before we go into the lyrics, we kind of, we kind of hinted at this at the end of the last episode, but this, this fucking song goes hard. Oh, it's off the fucking rails. Second one. Gimme, 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 well, let's get It's like you understand all the rules of Fight Club right now. Gimme, 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 mouse, give me your attention. That's no rule number one. Um, hey. no. <laughs> Baby, gimme a break. 
no. Okay. Um, this is, but yeah, so it goes, as you can see, based on my, my just shameful display there <laughs> a second ago, it goes fucking hard, like very fucking hard. And it doesn't let you go. No. At all. At all. Um, like I kept again, saying that in the first episode, like that was the grab me song. This one just fucking takes you. You have no yeah. choice. You are yeah, in for been, the ride. You've been grabbed. This is the Peter versus the chicken song of the album. <laughs> 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 like you're just going to get in fistica. You're from here on, you're in fisticuffs the rest of the time and you cannot get out of it. Um, uh, and I think it's so funny because like, we don't necessarily have to derive so much meaning from, from this song. It's about invisible monsters. Chuck like that. Chuck So, um, so yeah, well she, so the, the first line, the first like verse of the song, she's not bleeding on the ballroom floor just for the attention. Cause that's just ridiculous. Leon. I hate it. Yeah. But so it's, it's, Brandy is now bleeding on the ballroom floor. Evie lost her fucking mind, shot her, and now she's um, bleeding okay. out. Evie, Evie was the narrator's best friend in modeling school, and Brandy is like, tell my story. So this Ugh. is like partially the last night in Soho. I still haven't seen it. God I need damn it. to. Yes, you do, because they go to fashion school. She gets kind of pushed out because she's not with the in crowd mm. and then she falls in love with not Matt Smith through a time fucking ugh. ah okay uh, I do, do you are you eyeing because you did <laughs> was that Arnold there that was a little Arnold there are you eyeing are you eyeing are you eyeing ah. um were you eyeing there because you didn't like what happened or because it just got you so good it just, uh, I want you to watch it. I don't want to give you the whole fucking detail. Because the full movie itself, if you say more than what I said, it's done. All done. Okay. And in For the you- end, in the end, fucking Matt Smith is like, give you the chopper. And then. <laughs> <laughs> For you. May- okay. Here's what I'll do. I'll say, I will watch it before the next time we record. And then we will have a very brief discussion of it on not next episode, but the episode after the episode following. So what you're saying is by the time that the next episode, everybody got down. <laughs> Every second that passes is one more second of regret. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Every second is another second where it's like, man, he really did have a bad idea for the show. Yeah, this, this is in hindsight. In hindsight, this was a mistake. Look, we, we did Panic of the Disco instead of Kingdom Hearts. Pick your fucking battles. Well, see, that's the thing is, like, if we did Kingdom Hearts, then it would be your regret because <laughs> you couldn't stop me. You wouldn't be able to stop me. That's true. Because when you walk away, you won't hear me say, <laughs> "Please, <laughs> fucking, oh my god!" <laughs> All right. Back to fucking Panic at the Disco now. Um, yeah, so again, so yeah, so this is about Invisible Monsters, as we said. So that first line, it's about Brandy, who is like, tell my story. <laughs> and wasn't necessarily like, she wasn't necessarily trying to draw attention to herself, but she did get shot. So that's kind of like the whole point of it. Um, 
the I love the I love I love the line the walls line the bullet holes. Can yes. I tell you? Um, well, it's it's strange that we went from webzine straight to fashion magazines. But I mean, we've all been at that point. You took you took clippings from a magazine and stapled mm-hmm. them to your fucking wall. Yeah, which was but, which was a uh, the the du jour of the teens of the time. At that point, most of us were not hiding bullet holes. Yeah, not at the time. Um. Um. So the 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 fact so the so the fact that the walls line the bullet holes shows that the bullet holes were what drew the drew people's eyes to the walls. The models grew to despise their jobs, and these lines suggest that Evie was shooting on the shooting the magazine covers to liquidate any reminder of the job she detests, and could also be her way of fighting back against societal standards of uh, of beauty. Um, there is a uh, um. A line in the novel's second chapter where the narrator compares um, the story to fashion magazines and kind of warns them about how chaotic everything is about to get. And she says, what happens here will have more of that fashion magazine feel, a Vogue or a glamour magazine, chaos with page numbers on every second or fifth or third page, perfume cards falling out and full page naked women coming out of nowhere to sell you makeup. Hmm. Damn. Which I guess isn't that what the al- what this album's all about at the same time? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, this is like if both characters, like both sides of the mirror from Perfect Blue, <laughs> made an album. That's what this is. <laughs> um, maybe I should read Invisible Monsters. I don't know. Um, well, you know how yeah. that'd go for me. You don't know how to read, I so you know. couldn't read. You you can't you can't read the book. It's, I'm it's lucky. Okay. I'm reading the fucking lyrics on Genius right now. Mm-hmm. Such a genius. The, I am. the well, Genius is about to tell you the chorus about the chorus. So uh, have some composure. Where is your posture? Oh, oh no no. 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 <laughs> um, so have some composure. Where is your posture? Oh no no. You're pulling the trigger, pulling the trigger all wrong. Oh, that's yep. Which which then references Evie, who um, she's supposed to be composed. It's her wedding day. She's it's getting married. Day. She's composed and perfect, and I am beauty and I am grace. But she literally <laughs> shoots her friend. She shoots her friend. Apparently, she was supposed okay. to shoot the protagonist. protagonist. Hold, hold on, hold on. She thought she was shooting the protagonist, but accidentally shoots Brandy, her transgender sister. Thus, shoots the wrong person and is pulling the trigger all wrong. What? Okay, I need to. Okay, I need to. I'm just here's what what I'm gonna do before we get into the rest of the song. <laughs> Because oh, holy God. shit, we need we need this. I'm just gonna read Wikipedia's plot summary of Invisible Monsters. Um, oh yeah, so, oh yeah. So if you, if you don't want plot spoilers for the Chuck Palahniuk book, which Invisible probably Monsters, came out in 19 fucking 87, 1999, 1999. Oh! Yeah, September 1999. Um, then fucking tune out now. But I'm not giving you a timestamp warning. I'm just telling you, the narrator of the story. Apparently Shannon McFarlane, the genius told us that it was an unnamed narrator, which has proven to be false. 
Shannon McFarland is a disfigured former model who goes by multiple pseudonyms, notably Daisy St. Patience and Bubba Joan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) These are identities given to her by Brandy Alexander. Um, The novel opens in media res on the wedding day of Evie Cottrell, whose house is burning to the ground. Brandy, who has been shot by Evie, asks the narrator to tell her life story. Her memories of her life and her relationship with Brandy are told in a non-linear sequence. The narrator is the daughter of a farmer. Her older brother, Shane, was kicked out of the house for being gay after contracting gonorrhea. Uh, After their parents receive a phone call from a stranger that Shane is dead from AIDS, they become obsessive supporters of gay rights. So that even in death, Shane gets more parental attention than the narrator. This attention is large is a large source of resentment for the narrator towards her brother, and she sought a career in modeling in an attempt to get attention for herself. I can't tell if that is an indictment by I don't know what kind of person Chuck Polonic actually is, so I don't know if that's <laughs> problematic or not. <laughs> well Yeah. It 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 I feel like the person who wrote Fight Club maybe not may not be the most like stable individual in the world. So who knows? No. Um, Let's maybe yeah. not take his worldview for granted. Yeah. 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 Um, the narrator's best friend in modeling school is Evelyn Evie Cottrell, who begins a secret relationship with the narrator's boyfriend, boyfriend, Manus Kelly, a police officer while driving down the highway. The narrator is mysteriously shot in the face and her jaw is torn off. She immediately drives to the hospital and recovers, but her lower jaw is lost. She keeps her disfigured face veiled and her modeling career has been destroyed. In group speech therapy, she meets Brandy Alexander, a trans woman. During sessions, Brandy instructs the narrator on how to give herself a new life and new identity and gives her a new name, Daisy St. Patience, the first among many new identities. Evie begs the narrator to come live with her, but leaves for Cancun as soon as she arrives, leaving the narrator alone. The first night, Manus breaks into the house with a knife. Because of the rapid nonlinear motion of the novel's events, the narrator has often referred to Manus as Seth, an identity given to him as given to him by Brandy. And it is not until this moment in the novel that it becomes clear that Manus and Seth are the same person. When Manus and Evie's affair is exposed, both claimed both claim that the other shot the narrator. The narrator sets fire to Evie's house and overpowers and then forces Manus to ingest pills for locking him in the trunk of his own car. The narrator flees to the hotel room where Brandy lives. She meets Brandy's roommates, the Rhea sisters, a trio of drag queens who are paying for Brandy's sex change operations. The narrator learns that Brandy is actually Shane, who strives to look like her sister, the narrator, through surgery. What the fuck? Brandy is unaware of the narrator's true identity and wants to find her sister. Brandy, the narrator, and Manus leave to travel the country. Why is Man- Why are they traveling with Manus? What the fuck? They frequently pretend to be wealthy clients to view expensive homes that are for sale and steal whatever drugs they can find, alternatively ingesting or selling them. Later, the narrator learns of Brandy's stories of sexual abuse by police officer Manus as a teenager, um, leading to Shane contracting gonorrhea, being assumed to be gay and being what kicked out. What the fuck? There's, this, is, this is a lot. Brandy divulges she's not actually transgender. Shane, not wanting to be himself after what he endured, has chosen to become a woman because he sees it as a way to disfigure himself and lose any sense of identity to become beyond the control of others. Oh my God, this isn't even over. On the day the trio is viewing a home and realize that the realtor is Evie's mother, who reveals that Evie herself has transitioned at a young age and that her parents are marrying her off to save themselves trouble. So Evie's transgender... What is happening? The trio attend the wedding 
The narrator sets fire to Evie's house, thus returning to the opening scene of the novel. It is revealed that Brandy originally met Evie in a transgender support group in which Evie told Brandy of the narrator's accident. Brandy reveals she has always known that the narrator was her sister, Shannon McFarland. In turn, Shannon reveals that she shot herself in the face what to escape from being beautiful, to escape from being beautiful and beholden to her career relationships, mirroring Shane's decision to transition. Oh my Later, God. Later at Brandy's side, while she recovers in a hospital, Shannon determines that she has never truly loved anyone except her brother. Uh, leaving her pocketbook with all of her identification, she tells a sleeping Brandy that since Shane is still confused about what he wants out of life, he can have the only thing she has left. Her identity is Shannon McFarlane. The novel ends with Shannon leaving the hospital and into the world to find a new start. What and the, the hell? Uh... There's a version that came out in 1999 or, or that came out in 2012 called the remix version. This edition remix. is a restructured. Yeah. This edition is a restructured version of the novel entitled Invisible Monsters Remix. It contains a new author's introduction explaining that the linear structure of the first edition was not the novel's original intent. Um, instead, this new edition of the novel presents the chapters in mixed order with instructions on which chapter to read next. And new chapters have also been added. So in the remix version, it is revealed that. Shannon is now going by Daisy St. Patience full time, has established a cemetery after her parents died in which people can buy plots for relatives they disliked with spiteful sayings carved into the tombstones. She also creates a group for disfigured women called Elephant Women. In the man, in the end, she un- marries an unidentified That's man. Up. Yeah. So Timbaland helped republish this book. <laughs> That's what I got. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't. I, I just. I like need a you. fucking trip. Yeah, I. Um, I don't know what to do with any of that. Well, actually. are you ready for this too? This was supposed to be Chuck Palahniuk's first novel, mm. but it was not until after like Fight Club came out and became a big fucking hit that they were like, "Yeah, let's give it another go." And then it had a graphic novel adaptation. Invisible monsters did. Yeah. What? Yeah. The novel has been adapted to a graphic novel by comic artist KGZ. Huh. Interesting. I can do that. I can look at pictures. I can't read. Yeah, picture books are cool. Oh, yeah, that was a fucking trip, man. And Jeffree Star has a song about this fucking book, too? I guess so. Wow. Motion City Soundtrack does, too. Well, what would you do when your mom was at home? That's that's not what. <laughs> it took me uh, until after I said it to realize you're correct. Yeah. <laughs> so when, that's the plot of Invisible Monsters. What the fuck? Um, I well, it it fits in with the rest of the fucking aesthetic that they're trying to fit in this album, I guess. Just Chuck Palahniuk all the time now. Now Chuck Palahniuk, Volume 4, is what this is. <laughs> now that's what I call Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, so the, the postcourse, the give me, give me envy, give me malice, give me your attention. Um, the first rule of uh, Right, exactly. Um, it's a reference to the first chapter in the book, the word flash follows every line and then the um the novel's narrator at this point was mocking 
different poses that would be called out, like lust and sympathy and adoration. And the flashes represent the camera flashes when she was photographed. So what's curious there, though, is the word lust and not envy. Yeah, because I think, yeah, because it's it's the line in the book is give me lust, baby, flash. Give me malice, flash. Give me detached existential existentialist ennui, flash. Give me rampant intellectualism as a coping mechanism, flash. Give me sympathy, flash. Give me brutal honesty, flash. Give me attention, flash. Give me adoration, flash. Give me flash. a so i i don't think they were trying to copy it exactly like word for word i think they just kind of took little bits from it but uh malice is in there um attention is in there uh give me a break is the last line of that section so that's in there as well give me a break Um, and i'm about to break um so that's so that's a reference to that, and then the um, so weird it's the like, shotgun wedding part is pretty pretty on the nose, I guess. Give me Yemi, give me malice, give me Well, sure. I mean, you know, Vegas, you think of shotgun wedding and shit like that. But in this instance, with Chuck Palachnik involved, it obviously takes on a very different meaning. Mm. Yeah, the 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 idea of a shotgun wedding, obviously, is like you're pregnant now, you're getting married, whether you want to or not, kind of deal. Evie went is, on a shooting spree with a rifle. Mm-hmm. Not even um, like a handgun, just a rifle. Just a full-on rifle. It's It's literally... Literally a shotgun wedding. I know I know rifles aren't shotguns. Well no, but she's out here like 360 fucking no scoping her wedding guests. Yeah, yeah wow. fuck it. Fuck it. It's almost like she didn't want to do it. <laughs> There's other ways around it, guys. Yeah, definitely other ways. Just don't just listen. Hey, just don't go. If it's your own wedding and you don't want to do it, you don't have to attend it. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be there, right? Like you literally just can like, you don't ever have to listen, whether or not it's good for you or not. You don't, you literally don't have to be anywhere you don't want to be. That's like, that's just the way, that's just the way life works. Like that's just the way it is. <laughs> all the references, my guy. Uh <laughs> Um, but that's the thing about being an adult is that like, if you want to participate in our, in our apocalyptic capitalist society, then yeah, you do have to, you quote, have to be places, but you literally, you don't have to do anything. You don't right, have. Well, yeah. Like outside of your nine to five, which I guess even then you objectively even, you, don't, you even, don't have to go to. If yeah. You want, if you want money, you kind of do. But yeah, that's outside the thing. of that, you're <laughs> obligated to do fucking nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Like, nothing, my friend. Nothing. 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 You do nothing. That's all it is. But yeah, so so just don't... Th- there are options available to you that you can do before you bring a rifle to shoot your wedding guests. You have... You, it doesn't matter. You don't... You don't have to have a structured settlement. We can give you your cash now. Look, if I were the plus one at that wedding, I'd be pissed. <laughs> I'd be real upset, yeah? I would be Call so to mad. the general and save some time. <laughs> that's the wrong that's the wrong money. <laughs> <laughs> this is talking about JG Wentworth. That's the <laughs> eight seven seven cash now. 
<laughs> Welcome to Adam and Sam, where we make no fucking sense and just live off of infomercials from fucking 1999. Although J.G. Wentworth and the General is a crossover of the century, I guess. They survived 2001. Mm. Or just 2000, see- sorry, not 2001. Yeah, did you know Shaq is the General now? What the fuck? I don't know when the last time you saw a commercial for the General, but I, the last time I saw a commercial for the General, the General was played by Shaquille, o- Shaquille O'Neal. So <laughs> we've entered a weird era. Um, Come to the General and save some time. Yeah. But that was my best Shaq I can. I play with Kobe. He's little brother. I'm big brother. No, that's not. That's 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 bad too. <laughs> He's little brother. We dunk the ball. We dunk the ball. <laughs> we don't do free throws. <laughs> I'm real bad at three free throws. I own a Papa John's. Papa John's is not racist no more. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're saving it. We're saving it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> 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 Come to the general Sorry. and save some time. Oh no, not not the walk-in. We have this. We've lost control. We have lost control of this entire. We apparently podcast. took its time to dance a little too literally. This is the sleepy cast. We're both very tired. Um, We're tired of everything. Yeah. So the next the next time we go into verse two. But they believe her from the tears in the teeth right down to the blood at her feet. <laughs> boys, oh be boys, hiding in extra January. I'm a G, G. So, do you like do you like eyeliner or mascara? Since we're just leading right into that, I'm just gonna hit you with a heavy question. Are you a makeup boy? Like wear it? Yeah, I mean, like not every day. But like you'll go I, out, you'll go out on like a fucking Saturday or Friday night and do some fucking eyeliner or some shit. I've never, I have never, no, I have not. Not that I'm against the idea of it. I feel like it'd be very cool. I just never have. It's painted great. My, I've, I've painted my nails in the past. That's I've done the nails. As far as, as, far as, as, far as I've gone, but the uh, um, the mascara and eyeliner to a local brewery. That's that's pretty fucking great, man. Um, so, Hey, huh? Have some composure. Where is your posture? Well, uh, I feel uh, like, uh, <laughs> let's just, uh, let's just, say, <laughs> let's just take, take this in sequence. We need some structure. Have some composure. Where is your structure? We need some structure. So let's go through verse two here. So the, the idea that she, she didn't choose this role, she'll play it and make it sincere. You cry, you cry, in parentheses, give me a break. There's an interjection there. So this whole thing, she didn't necessarily mean to be forced into this situation. Wait. Or into being a model. Huh? You want to know my misheard lyric? Yes. I, it almost like is a better head canon. Sure. But she'll play it and make it since you saw. Oh. Not yeah. since you're so, but yeah. since you saw. Okay. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. <laughs> stop, stop it, Ron. Um, <laughs> um, Fucking but yeah, idiot. so I, I, I guess this is about Evie. 
saying she didn't necessarily mean to do this shit, but um, um, uh, but she'll, she'll do it. I wait. mean, like, yeah, she'll she'll do it. She'll pretend to be a a, a victim, you know, um, um, and mourn the injury just because she seems to be upset about it and play play this kind of like like game. Um, they, uh, the, the, the phrase, give me a break is in here after you cry, um, is interjected there because she knows what happened. It's just like, Hey, knock out, knock out the act. Um, um, we know what you, I know what you're actually crying about. Cut the, cut the shit basically. Um, cause like, so in the first chapter, the three characters, Evie Brandy and the protagonist are fighting for the limelight in their own moment of desperation. Each says something that brings the attention to them, and even the protagonist notes this is happening. They're all fake, and they're faking to the max. Give faking to the max. I love Faking it. to the max. Um, the last line... Um, is referencing um, when the narrator shot her own jaw off, and yeah, how there was a splattering of blood, tears, and teeth across her dashboard. Yeah, because the line is, but they believe her from the tears and the teeth right down to the blood at her feet. So yeah. That's the fact that she would like the twist that she was the one who shot herself is. And then I love that. I love that the other two that Evie and Manus were, were trying to blame the other person for it. When the truth is that she shot herself. Um, um, but yeah, the subject. So, so then the next, so, the next line, boys will be boys hiding in estrogen and wearing aubergine dreams, obviously references Brandy, who is Shane, who is trans, but not really. And isn't it weird that like we touch on this and then we'll get back to Brandon Uri, Brandon Uri, Brandon, let's go Brandon. Let's go Brandon Uri. Let's go Brandon Uri. <laughs> Later on, like as we have to get back to his problematic self, mm-hmm. you can tell that this was written by fucking George Ross III and not Brendan goddamn Uri. Because <laughs> Brendan Uri probably saw these lyrics and was like, I don't want to see I don't want to. I don't want to do it. You can't make um, me do it, George. Yeah, the whole. <laughs> which way did he go, George? Which way did he go? Which way did he um, go? <laughs> the um, there's a note here. Like the boys will be boys line is meant to be coming from somebody who is like transphobic or doesn't really understand potentially and doesn't approve of the lifestyle Brandy's living. Oh, Brendan Yuri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, good. Um, yeah. Um, and then, uh, the aubergine, one of, uh, Brandy's eyeshadows in the book is mentioned as being aubergine dreams, a vivid shade of purple, which there's my misheard lyric. When I first heard this song, I didn't know what the fucking aubergine was. Fuck no. I didn't know. Cause was number one, an aubergine is another word for eggplant an eggplant. I'm pretty sure. And an eggplant is a very vivid purple color. Oh, so well, of today's age, we know it's a dick. True. True fact. It's a penis. It's a penis. <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a penis. That's a penis. Um, Sir, this yeah, man so, has no dick. <laughs> so aubergine is the British word for it. We call it eggplant in America. Um, but aubergine is a fancier sounding color. So that's a shade of purple like a dark shade of purple like eggplant is like a dark shade of a dark shade of color a dark um, shade of dick yeah dark shade of dick look at that Aubre- look at that aubergine dick right there um, <laughs> you, gotta take, um you gotta take the ring off 
<laughs> it's time. It's been too long. Um, <laughs> so we go to the chorus again. Then we get to the um, the the bridge. We know what a photo op is. It's a paparazzi thing, but because they're, um, they're models in reference to the book, they're models. This is a dramatic moment. They want, we're, we're giving murder. We're giving armed assault. Yeah. Along with this is screaming. This is screaming photo op. Yep. This is, this is the perfect moment. Turn with the blood. You're soaked with blood. Turn to the camera. Flash a smile. You know what I fucking hate? And it's, it has nothing to do. I hate the sentence boys will be boys. It's it's terrible. It's, it's an awful gross. sentence. I hate it. As a person who has raised daughters and sons, I hate it. Boys will yeah. not be boys. Boys will be whatever you raise them to fucking be. Mm-hmm. Ah! Yeah, exactly. It's such a well because it's well because it's at the at its at its basis level. It's designed to excuse bad behavior, right? Because yeah. the idea is that little quote little boys. They, you know, they push people and they pull hair. They're just little assholes. That's what they're supposed to do. If he likes you, he'll pick on you. No, he fucking won't. Move on. Bullshit. That's the worst advice to ever give a little girl. The worst, the worst take in the world. If he, if he makes fun of you, leave him, go away. He doesn't, he doesn't care about you. Get the fuck out of there. If he pulls your, if he pulls your hair and cheats on you and calls you a little bitch, he likes you. Ah! No, no, thanks. He's just expressing his love. Shut the fuck up. He just wants you to know that he thinks you're cute. No, he doesn't. No, he wants you. Absolutely not. He wants you to know that he thinks that he can manipulate you and do mm-hmm. anything he yeah. wants to do because he's he wants you. He wants you to think you're inferior, and he wants to just. He, yeah, that's what that is. So boys will be boys. Awful phrase, and I think that it's being used in this song as like a as like a, you know. It's definitely it's, it's in a mocking way. Yeah, yes, definitely. Yeah. Boys will be boys hiding in estrogen. Yeah, that's it's, it's used mockingly. Like if they were singing about fucking participation trophies, I'd feel different. But mm-hmm. They get it. <laughs> they get it. Um, but yeah, and then the, the post chorus and the outro um, um, is kind of like repeats of some of the stuff we've heard already. But that's kind of that's kind of like how time to dance kind of filters down. Um, it's literally just like looking at the references. Like I literally, I don't think there's much to be gleaned here as far as like alternate takes, because this, this song is literally just, it wears it about, on its sleeve. Yeah. It's about the book. Like that's yes. literally, that's literally what it is. Well, not only is it about the book, it's about, it's about a transgender person who mm-hmm. is going from, you know, a male perspective and wants to wear fucking makeup and is stuck hiding in estrogen and, transitionary periods which now as opposed to when this album came out is i don't want to say it's a norm but i mean it's mm-hmm. it's seen 
it's accepted more now. Yeah, I was like, going to say there's still seen- there's still work to do, but it's yes. accepted. It's not seen with you know people coming out with their fucking tiki torches at night, right? So Jesus. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I mean, I, that's that's really like I'd love to do some deeper analysis on this song, but I don't think there's much deeper. You can't, there's not really much deeper to go. We're swimming in a shallow pool. It's about the book. <laughs> it's about the damn book. Like this might as well be a song adaptation of a book. I know you're in the you're in the you're in your class and you're like we're reading Invisible Animal. Like what? I don't know what high school is assigning Invisible Animals. It's like a a uh, uh, mandatory reading. So just follow me here. Um, uh, <laughs> but well, like it, you're in class, it's like, oh, well, I'll just listen to the cliff notes, which yeah, is the song. The cliff notes. Uh, like this is the Jefferson Starship. Jefferson Starship. This is the Jefferson Airplane White Rabbit. Like, yeah, this is the Chuck Palachnik of Lewis Carroll <laughs> in that moment. <laughs> that was a lot. Of, that was a lot of like strings and references. That he just made there to do. You know what? Just go watch the first Matrix Resurrections trailer and you'll understand all of it. Yeah. And then don't watch Matrix Resurrections. Don't watch the movie. Yeah. Don't watch the movie. But if you did, I know. And I know that for Jonathan Groff. Fair. True. Well, the thing about it, because we're saying don't watch that movie. And I know that's going to make you want to watch the movie more, but literally don't. Don't. It's it's too long. If you it's want to watch long. a bad Matrix movie, just go and watch fucking Reloaded or Revolutions. It's fine. And if you want to watch a really good Matrix movie, go just watch, watch Anima- An- Animatrix. Animatrix. Get the kid in that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. What are what, your closing any- thoughts? What's my, <laughs> my name is Chelsea. What's your favorite dinner food? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. And so I don't like, that's the thing is like, I never, like I never knew what this song was about because I didn't know it was literally about that book. So that's, it's interesting kind of like actually delving into it for the first time and figuring out like, Oh, these dudes are just Chuck stands, you know? Um, Chuck stands. Chuck's my name's Chuck Stan. Chuck Stan. The Charles first. Charles Stan the first. Charles um, Stanley. <laughs> Roba show. Fuck. <laughs> um but yeah, no, but but that does not change the fact that the song goes fucking hard. Yeah, it doesn't. And it doesn't change how I feel about it by any means. I'd say that. Yeah, I, for sure. I would almost say that it maybe, at least from my perspective, I'd say it maybe lessens it. Like, I get what they're going for. It's cool that they fucking did it. They made mm-hmm. a song adaptation of a strange fucking novel by a strange fucking author, obviously. But it doesn't make me just say, oh, hell yeah, Panic the Disco went and did it. I'd probably still keep it where I had it in my rankings. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Definitely fair. Um... I just I think it bops. I think it really I think it really it bops. Does. I, I I um I did like a pre so as as you know as a listener and as you know as an Adam, um we at the end of this as the end of this album we're going to be ranking our songs and we're not telling each other our rankings. Um 
uh, beforehand. Inter- but I'm intermission looking- is number one. Yes, it is. Um, breaking the rules. <laughs> breaking the law. Breaking, breaking the law. The law. <laughs> See, it's my turn. It's my turn to do it. Um, I'm I'm looking at this list, and once we're done talking about them, kind of in depth, I'm gonna kind of look through it again. But as I'm staring at my list right now and looking at where I put time to dance on my list, I'm just like, yeah, that I like that. I like where yeah. it is. So um, it's it's called Time to Dance. It's a fucking great yeah. song. It's a fun song that has such morbid lyrics in a, in mm-hmm. a sense. But ah, damn, you can't make a song called Time to Dance. And not make a bop. Yeah, exactly. Like you're call- when you when you name your song "Time to Dance," you are calling your shot. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, um, it's a, it's a really good song. I really like it. So, with that, I guess that's it. That's the end of this one. That's it. This you're was. Pulling- the- Go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say you're pulling the trigger all wrong. Yeah, I, 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 I am. I was and I am and I always will. I, okay, let me say, this was probably the most chaotic. Oh God, it's, it's just full of chaos. Episode that we have, uh, we have ever um, done so far. And I love it. I love it. Give me more. Give me envy. Give me malice. Give me your fucking attention. Ah!